We are excited for the fact that everyone is here today. Hello, how are you? This is it. This is just a few more Sundays. We got one more Sunday coming up uh, in May. And I want to just say, hey, what's up? How y'all doing? I know, I know, I know. Some of you guys are thinking, uh, what is up with our president, President Trump, <laughs> trying to tell us what we should and should not do? And it's amazing in the middle of all this that we have never been close. Just so he, I hope you understand that we have never been close. So just for a minute, say hello to somebody, wave at somebody. I see you up there. I see you. I see y'all up there. If you're in in, in, the, in the midst, you could just unmute yourself for just a half a second and you can say hello to everybody. Matter of fact, I'm gonna, I'm gonna unmute. So just for a half a second, I just wanted to say hello to everybody because I think it's precious to see everybody uh, just because I know it's difficult in this time of uh, sheltering in place. I'm hoping some of you probably got out yesterday. Omari, I see you out right now. Uh, but I'm sure some of you guys got a chance to get out. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Would you be mine? Would you be my neighbor? So I just know this is a beautiful time. What I want to do right now is just read our scripture so we can read the scripture for right now. And then we'll go on and then uh, we'll hear from the, uh, the rest. But here, I want to read real quickly. It is uh, from John, the 21st chapter, starting at the first verse, and we're going to end it in the 14th verse. But the reason why this scripture is, is being shared is because we're on our way to Pentecost. I don't know if you understand that next week is a week that often hasn't been celebrated in many churches mostly just Church of God in Crisis and some of these other churches where you can get your praise on a lot. But it is Pentecost Sunday next week, and we're going to hear from other people uh, as well. And maybe my brother Steve will share a little bit uh, next week. But listen, Jesus was had been resurrected, and here is the story. Afterwards, Jesus appeared again to, the, to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, also known as Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the son of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them, and they said, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into a boat, but that night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but, he, but, he, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, friends, haven't you any fish? They said, no, they answered. He said, throw your nets on the right side. Hold on. Throw your nets on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. When they, uh, when they, uh, when they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. Then the disciples whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. As soon as Peter heard him say, it is the Lord, 
he wrapped his outer garment around him, or he had taken it off and jumped into the water. I don't know about you, but as soon as he heard that was Jesus, he jumped. He jumped into the water, and the other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from the shore, about 100 yards. When they landed, they saw a, a, saw a fire of burning coals there with fish on it and some bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish you have just caught. So Simon Peter climbed back into the boat, dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish, about 153. But even with so many in the net, was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared ask him who, who you are. They knew it was the Lord. Jesus, uh, last two verses, Jesus came to the, uh, came, took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. Amen. Father, we thank you for this time and another opportunity for us to come together, God, and worship and give you praise and hear from you on today. So, God, we thank you because this is the day that you have made, and God, we will rejoice and be glad in it. God, we stand in great expectation, God, that, God, that you are going to meet us here on today. And, God, you know all of us by name, and, God, you know what all of our needs are. And God, you are just that big of a God that you are able, God, to meet every last need that is here on today. So God, we thank you and we praise you in advance, God, that every need will be met on today. So God, pour into us. God, I pray that you will open up our minds and our hearts and our ears, God, and our spirit, God, that we will be able to hear and receive for what you have for us on today. So God, we thank you and we praise you, God, and we know that it's done. And we thank you, God, that all our needs will be met. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 For all those who understand this one thing, um, I believe God is intentional for, for it all. I don't think God always causes things, but he's intentional about when those things do happen. Listen, I'm going to leave the mic open for a minute, but I'm going to first ask Denise and then Juanita and then whoever else uh, who would like to share, but just to give a, a time of an encouraging word, um, mainly what what is something that God has been teaching you through this moment, showing you, asking you to do something, or maybe even stay still? Um, what does that look like? Uh, and actually, if you could give it to the rest of us, in a sense, to help us understand. Some people might call that a prophetic word, but here I want to say, uh, really say this. Pro uh, prophetic words are not always foretelling. They're, they're a telling of what's happening now and what God is doing in you now, but also might be saying this to other people that are in this 
space and in this place. So I, I, I know this might sound very hard to do. I'm asking you to be brief as possible because there's at least, what is that, uh, 14 of us on this, so I don't want to take too much time. But first, I'm going to ask these two to first share. And then if there's, uh, the reason why I asked them two to share first is because it gives you a chance to think about what you want to say. Okay, so if so if you want to say something, it's not you don't have to. There you go, you don't have to. But if you would like to share something, and number one, I want to say this before we get started, Roy. I love seeing you and your kids together. This is the second or third time uh, that I've seen the whole family, uh, you and your wife and kids, all sharing together. Uh, but if anybody would like to. Uh, to share, but let's first start with uh, Denise, and then we'll go to Anita. Great. Okay, so I'm pretty sure I know everyone here knows about, you know, Kirk was going for the pastoral ship at Providence, and everybody, you know, all know that it didn't work out that way. But going into 2020 was very difficult, was very hard for me, because I just knew and could nobody tell me that I knew what I was going to be walking into come 2020. I was tired of trying to figure it out. I was trying to, I was tired of being confused. So I'm like saying, okay, God, this is going to happen. And I'm going to know what I'm walking into on 2020. I don't have to be confused no more. I don't have to wonder. God, I know you're going to make this happen. And it didn't happen. So I'm like, okay, God, I'm a little confused because I just knew, I knew what I was going to be walking into coming 2020. Not, know, not meaning that it was going to be easy because I knew it wasn't going to be easy. I knew it was going to be hard and I knew it was going to be very challenging. But the point was, I, I was going to know what I was walking into. Then when it didn't happen, I'm like, okay, God, I'm real confused now. 2020 is here and I don't have a clue what I'm walking into. I don't have a clue what I'm supposed to be doing. And immediately God gave me this word. And let me read what it says first. And it's Isaiah, the 43rd chapter, the 18th and the 19th verse. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. What? <laughs> Forget it. Don't dwell on it. Wait a minute. It just happened. He was just told no. And forget it. God said, forget it. Don't dwell on the past. That's the past. Forget it. Then he says, see, I'm going to do a new thing. But God, that was going to be new. That wasn't the new thing. God is like, I'm going to do a new thing. And he says, now, I'm going to do it now. Now, it springs up. Do not, do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness. So God is saying, I'm doing a new thing, Denise. Don't you know it? Don't you see it? Don't you believe me? So I'm saying sometimes 
we have this picture in our head thinking that this thing right here is what God wants. This thing right here is what God has for us. And when it doesn't happen, I know for me, it's devastating. But God is intentional about everything that goes on in our lives. Everything that we do, God is intentional. God has a plan that is just for you and just for me, whether we understand it or not. So I had to hold on to that verse of scripture and I had to trust God and I had to let it go. I had to tell myself that's in the past. So if you're holding on to something that wasn't for you, remember God is intentional. He has a perfect plan for all of us. So you got to let it go. Stop holding on to it and believe the word of God that he said, I have a new thing. That's what he says. Forget the past. Forget the former. Because I'm going to do a new thing. So I want to encourage you on today that even though that thing didn't work out the way you planned it or thought it was going to work out, just know God has a new thing. He is doing something new in your life. And you're going to see it and you're going to know it. Am I there all the way? Not really. Do I see the picture, big picture? Not really. But what do I have? I have the word of God to stand on. And the word of God told me to forget it. Let it go. Because I'm going to do a new thing. And you're going to know it. And you're going to see it. And it's going to spring forth where everybody's going to know that God has done something new in your life. So just trust and believe that God is going to do something new in your life. That old stuff, let it go. It's in the past. Trust God. He's intentional. He does things in our life on purpose. It's not by accident. Okay, Lee? Well, hey to everybody. Um, when Kirk asked me to share a word after I was talking to him about some stuff I was going through this week, he said, oh, well, you know, why don't you share that, how you got through this. So let me start by saying this first. Uh, for the last two, maybe three years, I've been kind of in this strange, I call it funk. I know that's an old school word. Wendy will know what I'm talking about. I've been in this strange place and I couldn't, I have not been able to put my finger on it. And I couldn't seem to come out of it. I felt like I was in something. And so the question of Kirk, you know, what is this time period teaching you during now? To be honest, I told people nothing. I mean, I told people, oh, you know, you know, the stuff that you tell people. But actually, I didn't feel like nothing was really happening. So my son came up last weekend and he said to me, Mom, I told him, I just feel, I don't know, it just... I don't know. I, don't I just know. don't, I just feel, don't feel, right. feel right. He said, Mom, Mom you act like you're going through the motions. And that, that kind of sat on me a bit. a bit. And I and prayed I that prayed next that morning next about, about God. God. I'm tired of feeling like this. I don't know this. what the heck what is going on with me. Why I feel this heaviness. Why I feel like this weight. Why I feel like 
maybe there's maybe no there's joy, joy really, really in my life. And God revealed something, something to me that I've been hiding from myself. myself. Now, now, I know that I know sounds that crazy, crazy. <laughs> but, but I was, I was hiding, hiding from myself. myself. I, was, I was afraid of something and what I didn't know what of, but I was afraid of something. I know I've been afraid of failure and being found out and all of that stuff, but really I found out I was afraid of my own emotions and feelings that I have been stuffing some stuff down. For so, long, for so long that I got used to it and and I began to hide those feelings from myself and in the process I was I thought I was hiding it from God too and I know that again that sounds crazy but because God knows all that I know that but in my in my mind my mind I felt like I was hiding it from him too and I was hiding some guilt and that led to me feeling a little depressed and now I could say that word and not feel guilt and shame but I was in a type of depression and, and I started feeling ashamed, ashamed by all by these all feelings I had. I had. It started spilling out, out and manifesting, manifesting itself in a different way. I'm not sure I'm how not many sure of you many relate to this or this not. not. But it started, started manifesting myself. I would distance myself, myself from maybe different people that I had had friendships with. I distanced myself from lots of things. Just kind of how I even kept my house and how I interacted. I started distancing myself from all of those things. And God kind of revealed to me last week based on the message, the message that we received when Jesus told, told Peter, Peter in that, that storm, storm to step out of the out boat, of the boat and, and hold on to me, to come, me just come, just come, trust, trust me. me. That reminded, that reminded me of me, me, that I was that not, not trusting trust God, God with all of this stuff I was holding on to. And because, because I was holding on to all of this, I, 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 I couldn't bless me like he wanted to. I was holding on to old stuff, old hurts, old pains, um, lots of junk. And I needed to let this junk go. I needed to let this clutter go. I needed to let the failures go. I needed to let all of that just go. And I don't know how many of you are in that place, but I'm sure some of you are. You got to trust God to give him your stuff. And I, and I had to name the stuff. For me, I had to actually write down and physically name the stuff that I w wanted him to take, that I was tired of feeling this way. I was tired of just going through the motions and just existing. And you would not have known to look at me that I felt that way. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that we meet that feel that same way that when you look at them, they're dressed nice, they got on their lipstick, yada, yada, yada. But they're feeling a heaviness and a weight in their life. And for me, it's a process. Be patient with yourself in that process. But continue to hold on to the fact that you're clearing space for new blessings. You're clearing space 
for God in your life, basically. That's what I found I was doing. I was actually blocking God out by cluttering myself up with all this other stuff. So I wanna encourage you, oh, those of you who are there now who are doing that and it's manifesting itself in some strange ways that aren't healthy, that aren't good for you. They weren't good for me. And I didn't know that. I, I didn't know that until I realized that I've just been going through the motions the last two years of my life, maybe longer. And that I was tired of doing that. So if you're tired of doing that, tell God, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of feeling this way. I'm tired of not being honest with myself and being honest with you, God, and tell him that and allow him to clear a path as you do the physical work of it. He's doing the mental and the emotional work of clearing the path for new blessings in your life, for him to move in your life, for you to know that he's moving in your life and to embrace some things that he really truly wants you to embrace. Because I wasn't embracing some stuff that God wanted me to embrace. I was still steeped in the new, almost like what Denise said, I was steep in stuff in the back, in the back of me. That's where I was living. I was living in the past, whether it be good or bad. And so I just wanna encourage you, out, all of you out there to step into and let go of and see where God brings you. Uh, I appreciate that. I know some of y'all were telling me there was an echo. She's behind me. I apologize. I needed to mute myself on that one. Uh, but you heard most of it, I, I hope, uh, as well. Wow, wow. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm sorry. I almost missed you there. And I, I, I almost make, didn't make it happen right. And I thank you, <laughs> Mr. Yeah, Brooke, and I, I'll do this and I'll make sure things are done well. But thank you so much uh, because that that's helpful to know because some of us or the majority of us, we don't know that this will pass because uh, we in it and we're living it and dealing with it. So thank you so much for that. We're going to have this one uh, time of looking at a worship dance and praise, but I want you to listen to the words while at the same time uh, look at the actions in which they are worshiping God in their praise. So I want to give this to you just for a minute and just look at it and uh, we'll go from there. Well, I hope you, thank you for being patient with that. Um, there's a lot of different things that were going on during that time. And I know you guys, hopefully you heard uh, that God is, God is right there. And he's been waiting and he wants to do something exceedingly and abundantly above all that I'm able to ask, think, and or imagine. Just real quick, uh, as we start into the quick word, I just want you to know that we've been possibly here in San Francisco, I think we're right on the cuffs of 70 days of being sheltering in place. And I have a friend who been dealing with 
different things and the CDC has been talking differently. Some of it is focused on African-Americans, but I want to definitely lift up uh, uh, my Latino brothers, uh, Latin America, particularly Brazil right now, that is going through and other places like Venezuela and, and uh, Honduras, Guatemala, but particularly, so real quick, um, as I was sharing before, we're making up 27% of the population uh, of the population of those who are dying. And I, I'm thankful for you guys just to be waiting patiently here. But let me just say this quick and I'll just go straight into it. Have you ever been to the mall where you see something that says, everything must go? It's usually in a big yellow sign and it's usually saying everything must go. A lot of times what happens in that everything must go kind of deal, there's a lot of underlying things that are happening. They're not trying to say everything must go just so you could get a good deal. They're trying to clear out exactly what they have. They're trying to clear out what they have uh, uh, as far as their inventory so they can make room for something else. And all I'm saying to you today is God might be trying to actually put a sign on you today that says everything must go. Because most of the time, we try to live in this peaceful kind of place that we think is tranquil and that we think that is um, um, everything is done right. But I want to say uh, tranquility and peace aren't always the same thing. Um, maybe this everything must go is a thing that God is trying to do in you. And maybe you're holding space with something. Put it this way, when they say everything must go, everything must go because I, they need to make room for new things and, and uh, new inventory. I want to say to you guys this morning that maybe God is trying to make space for something new in you. And maybe some of the things you've been holding on to uh, actually is allowing you and equipping you to just stay put. And it's not letting you um, actually let go of the things that you've been comfortable with. I, I think you need to look at your bitterness, anything that you feel painful about, and you need to possibly say everything must go. Like literally, I, I'm tired of holding on to this. I'm tired of the pain that I'm feeling about this. I'm tired of unforgiveness here. I'm tired of my brokenness here. I need to let everything go. Rolls Royce had a song that says, you abandoned me, love don't live here anymore. I think we need to go ahead and say it, you know, the love that God has been trying to replace in you, you can't have it because you've been holding on to bitterness. You've been holding on to what somebody said or what somebody's done to you. And I'm just saying, um, it's time for that. God is sometimes using the scenarios of whether it be COVID, whether it be relationships, whether it be all these different things to actually do something different. I want to say this in the scriptures that we read today, when we were talking about Peter, I just want you just quickly to think about it. Peter was in an interesting place. It was after the resurrection, 
And it was on its way to Pentecost. And everything that he thought was damaged and was broken and messed up, he had given his heart to so much. Peter felt defeated. Matter of fact, many of the disciples felt defeated. Matter of fact, they went back to what they were doing. If you read again from what we were reading today in, uh, in, in, um, in, in that book, in the book of John, is that you will see that Peter oh. went back to fishing. The other ones went back to fishing. He went back to what was familiar and what was comfortable. I want to say to us, for many of us, this sheltering in place might actually, once it's over, we will go back to what's comfortable and what's accessible and what's easy. We might go back to our, as Roy was saying, our familiar capitalistic viewpoint of the world because it's easy. Uh, Trump will probably tell you he gave you $1,200 so you could spend it. They might even say, here's some more money and here's this. And it will be about trying to activate all those urges and all those things as if Jesus never entered to that space. I want to say to all of us, we've been broken, we've been hurt, and now God is trying to do something different. We know when we look at the life of Peter's story, uh, there's so much that I would just say, that's been me. That's been me going, sometimes I'm faithful and sometimes I'm faithless. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm gonna I'm I'm put myself and throw myself under the bus. Sometimes in scenarios like this, I am leaning into God and I'm going for it. And like Omari said earlier, I'm, I'm pushing for it. But once this is all over, I didn't, I, it's easy for me to forget. I want to say to everybody here, don't forget. Don't forget what God has been trying to do. Stay faithful in all those things. One thing that was said early in the scripture here, it says, and I want to say this real quick. It says, early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. I want to say that Jesus is standing up early in the morning. And I want to say that he, he's trying to get your attention. He wants you to recognize that it's him. And it's just like what, what happened here in the scripture, which is very interesting to me, is that Peter, once he heard and understood that it was Jesus, he did something that I think we can do as well. It says he dove in. I want us to begin to start diving in. Dive into the things that God has been saying to you about what you need to do with your life. Dive in to the, uh, to the um, things that in which God has been telling you to go in. Maybe it's a ministry. Maybe it's diving into your marriage differently. Maybe it's diving into your relationships with your kids differently. Maybe it's diving into a new business. Maybe it's diving back into your community like different. Whatever it is, dive in because it's Jesus. Dive in. Not only just dive in, but literally, it was 100 yards out, it says. I don't know about you, but I'm winded thinking about it. I'm winded thinking about him swimming towards that place, and I know it was difficult. I know 
for some of us diving in first it looked good at first <laughs> but after a while after you did your first 30 yards you might say to yourself oh my god i'm tired i want to tell you keep swimming towards the shore jesus is waiting on the shore and literally said with breakfast with food with fish already with bread already He's ready to give you something even more. I want to just say for us, keep diving in, keep leaning in. I want you to sell out. And selling out means basically don't keep nothing in stock. Stop trying to hold on to that. Uh, sell out to it. Let all the stock go. Let all the things that you've been holding on to go. Get rid of it. Make room. Everything must go. Everything. Don't keep anything because God wants to do a new thing in you. And he can't do a new thing with old stuff there. Put it this way. We're calling it a new normal. And I want to say it's a new time in Jesus for you. Here, I'm going to stop with that. We've already had some technical difficulties. I'm not going to share it too much anymore. Next week, we're going to have Pentecost service uh, as well. Um, and we'll be sharing from a different place. But I just want you to hear this. On the way to Pentecost, I know it can feel confusing, uh, just like with Peter and the rest of the disciples. Like, God, what are you doing? What is up? I don't see it. I don't hear you anymore. I thought you were going to do this. I thought this, I want to tell you, until you allow everything to go and shelter in place like they did on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit will come. And he has something specific for you to do. So in the middle of that, I'm just going to ask for prayer requests. Uh, is there anything that, um, that uh, anyone would want to share that they have a request this week for? And then uh, we'll close with a song. Any, any thoughts? Any prayer requests? Well, I'll do this quickly, and I'll pray, and then we'll, we'll close with a song, and we'll go from there. So, Father God, we thank you right now. We thank you for, uh, we thank you for Robin, who uh, finances have come through. We thank you for what's happening in the East Bay. We ask that you will bring leadership and uh, all the logistics that are needed for this new place. God, you know exactly what she needs. I ask that you would open up doors that were closed at one point and doors that were open that she no longer has to walk through, that you would close them. And then, Father, that you would secure not only just finances, but you would secure people uh, with her. Now, Father, we also pray for Juanita and all the things that uh, she shared about, Father, you know her, and, uh, and begin to do things at the point of her very need. We thank you for how, God, you are doing that work in her. And so, God, we, we appreciate all that you are doing in her. And with Wendy, we pray for her un uh, Uncle Lavelle and uh, uh, Auntie Martha, just uh, what's going on in her life. I'm sure as uh, they get older, that things are changing. And Father, I know it can be difficult. Father, we pray for the loss of their uh, nephew, I believe it is, uh, grandson, yes, 
the grandson in this. And so, Father, we pray in Jesus' name. Father, we also thank you that Alzheimer is a name and that at the name of Jesus, every knee would bow and every tongue confess. And Father, I thank you that that the at the name of Alzheimer, that Father, that you can do more uh, exceedingly and abundantly more than we could ask, think, or 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 imagine. Father, we thank you that you're able to do it. We pray for Roy's health. Uh, we ask that uh, um, that you would uh, heal his body, God, and that Father, that there be uh, places. Uh, that we ask that you would allow his body to line up with your word and your word is perfect and it's true. You are Jehovah Rapha, God, and that you will be able to heal and deliver his body. Father, we thank you for doctors who are able to diagnose, but ultimately you are the healer. Father, we thank you for his children who are going through school. Father, I pray that you would give Roy and his wife patience as they go through school. Uh, particularly at this point uh, of being homeschooled. We pray for Providence and all the things that they're dealing with with new leadership. I pray that uh, new leadership will be successful, that they would uh, find a way to be in the community and do work, great work within the community. Father, I ask that you would give them favor beyond measure. And Father, we thank you for Talia uh, uh, with all the legal stuff that she has to deal with, with all the issues that she's dealing with, God. We thank you that she's able uh, to, uh, to lean in and to listen in <laughs> for what God is doing. Father, we appreciate all the love and support that you give to her. And so, Father, we thank you uh, for what you're able to do. God, we celebrate you. And Father, we thank you and we give you praise. We give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name, we thank you so much. Amen and thank God. Listen. I see Miss Miss Joanna, my friend. I haven't seen you in a while. Thank you for coming. There's so much. I'm gonna play this last song, and I don't know about you, but I'm gonna get up a little bit. It might be time. I want to see the kids, Roy. You can rock side to side, Miss Joanna. If you need to dance, Cat, I know you might want to get your groove on. Uh, there's so many of you. Turn your, your, if you want to, if your hair done right, or maybe it ain't done right, I would love to see you, but we're going to get this last dance in for the rest of it. It's called, um, what's it called, Denise? Lucky. Not lucky, I'm lucky. I'm, I'm not lucky, I'm loved. I'm not lucky, I'm loved. Do you get what I'm saying? I'm not lucky, I'm loved. So let's play this and enjoy our time here, okay? Guys, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for being with us today. Blessings on you all. And I'm excited to hear from you yeah. next week on how you let go and you were able to see God do and move in your life. Thank Blessings. You. See you next week. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye.